I'm Jay Pitts, a real estate broker, agent, leader, and investor. For the last decade, I've navigated the craziest of real estate markets this country has ever seen, selling over 2,000 homes, moving in and out of markets, always ahead of the curve. And now I'm bringing that perspective to you. This is your resource, and Real Talk About Real Estate starts right now. What's up, everybody? Jay Pitts here. Resource Real Talk about Louisville Real Estate. Um, coming to you on April 1st, 2020. Obviously, we're under some different circumstances as of late. We've been on a bit of a hiatus trying to get our head wrapped around this whole coronavirus pandemic and everything going on in our local real estate market, but didn't want to leave you hanging. So today I'm bringing you an episode uh, which is a state of the market interview that I did with Kate Vogel of Real Producers Louisville, uh, last week. Coming back to you real soon with some more content. Like I said, just trying to get my head wrapped around this. Hope you're staying safe out there. We appreciate, um, all of you that have reached out to us looking for more content. Um, we're coming back to you real soon, but for today, enjoy the episode. Thanks. Hey there, this is Kate with Louisville Real Producers. Um, today I'm joined with Jay Pitts and we wanted to just put together a quick video um, with the state of the um, the market, the industry, the kind of the world right now with this COVID-19. I uh, just wanted to chat a little bit um, about a few different topics. So um, like I said, this is Jay Pitts, uh, broker of Remax Premier and um, I guess to start things out, let's talk about what is the state of the market here in the greater Louisville area right now? Sure, sure. Well, I um, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, y- you know, I, I I must say, and, and this is kind of what I'm telling other agents that I'm speaking to on a daily basis, what I'm, um, you know, what I'm telling my agents is that just simply... We're not exactly sure what's going on right now. I don't think anyone does. The story is evolving so much each day. But what you can probably appreciate hearing from me upon is like, what's the market doing right this minute? Um, I'm not qualified to speak to health concerns. Social distancing has certainly become the norm. Um, and we're passing along. I think we're going to talk about that here in a minute. Some, some advice that we're passing along to our agents. Um but I think, you know, what I'm seeing in the market is a bit encouraging, despite, you know, the the seriousness and severity of the situation, people quarantining in place. We have, you know, a lot of information. We don't know what to say. It appears like the consumer is still moving forward with transactions that were in process. Um, I manage about 60 highly productive real estate agents. I have not seen very many contract releases come across my desk. Um, you know, I've heard a, a, a situation or two where buyers have been really uncertain about what things are, you know, to come and, and have decided to not move forward with transactions, but that's certainly not the norm. Uh, my, my, my individual sales team, which is about 20 agents that work directly with me on, on my, my individual sales practice sold 13 homes last week. Um, 
you know, we've sold, we've put, uh, you know, it's Thursday, we've put another five under contract this week with multiple other offers in different stages of negotiation. That's both buyers and sellers. Wonderful. Um, a quick search before, you know, we jumped on the call today, Kate, would just showed me that we, we currently as a market have 345 pending transactions. It's important to understand the difference in the status between uh, the different statuses and without getting into too much, the consumer that may be watching this wants to know what that means. And that that's means the that greater Louisville area. That's right. in greater yeah. Louisville, multiple okay. listing service, greater Louisville MLS only, some of Southern Indiana, but mostly okay. Louisville Metro. You're, you've got 345 pending transactions those pending transactions went pending since March 11th, which is kind of the the date that I'm looking at as mm-hmm. when this all kind of really got 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 real. Mm-hmm. That's the date that you know everything got canceled, every sport, every basketball got you know canceled. yeah NCAA tournament got canceled in Kentucky. Obviously, that's important to us. But we've got another 689 transactions that are in the active under contract status. I I don't have a way of knowing when those went active under contract. Now, the difference between the two is active under contract means buyer and seller have made an agreement. Okay. Pending means we're through inspections and we're very likely to close. Okay. Okay? So, so one of the biggest hurdles has been jumped. Now we have no way of knowing whether those roughly thousand transactions are going to close in the next 60 days or not. But what I'm seeing come across my desk is pretty, it seems as though things are moving forward. Um, You know, altogether as a real estate market nationwide, I could probably speak to some few other trends that I see and, and maybe do a little prognostication. But right here at home, it appears like transactions are moving forward that we're in process and other people are continuing to buy, albeit at a measured pace. Okay. Yeah. And I know we were talking a little bit before um, earlier today about, is this the same as the market crash that we had back in 2008? Are people comparing those types of things? And so you shared a little bit of info with me on that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's absolutely natural to draw a comparison there. Um, that's the last time that we had a real challenge. You know, it's been relatively smooth sailing since then. I think that for a variety of reasons, this is a very different situation. You know, what we're dealing with now is probably a bit more akin to 9-11 and the, the weeks and months after, you know, 9-11. Of course, 9-11 happened in September, which is the beginning of a traditionally slower part of the year, whereas this COVID-19 is hitting in March the beginning of a very busy season with right. a very robust economy. Um, I see, I, I have I have no doubt that things will slow down as a result. Um, I don't think that this is the start of another great recession as it pertains to housing. There are certain industries that will be severely harmed because of this, you know, airlines and such, the, the ones that you're hearing uh, as recipients of the stimulus package that Congress is considering right now. Um, but there's a few very real reasons why housing may just skip whatever recession, if one occurs. And that's because the general theme is that residential housing is tends to come to the rescue of the economy. Um, it's a good way to engender confidence. It's a good way. So I, I think the government is going to continue to promote housing. Um, I don't have to tell you, everyone seems to know that interest rates are incredibly low, despite a, a slight uptick this morning. Um, but I can, I can quote you some statistics and I'm actually going to throw them up on the screen here if you don't okay. mind. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I'm referencing an article from a gentleman that I hold as an extremely, extremely uh, knowledgeable professional 
let's see if I can get this to work. Um, do you see it on here? Five simple graphs that this is not like last time. Um, I'm going to skip down here past mortgage, um, you know, mortgage qualifications, which is obviously nothing like it was last time to this, this annual home price appreciation graph. I think this is incredibly important because you, what you can do is understand that if from 2000 to 2005, we saw, um, at peak 12 and a half percent price appreciation year over year, uh, mm -hmm. nationwide, most of them were in the eight and a half range. You even had an 11.4 in 2005. And if you look at the last six years, homes have appreciated at a much more modest rate of four to 6%. Um, 2017, obviously being the peak there at 6.4%. And this doesn't speak directly to our Louisville market, but it definitely has merit. The thing to take away from this is we haven't over appreciated. Okay. The market is not overly inflated, um, as a result of, of, you know, poor lending standards, if you will. Right. A second really, really important thing, and a lot of the general public may have heard this, is that we currently have an inventory shortage. We're at 3.1% or 3.1 months of supply nationwide, as opposed to 8.2 pre-Great pre Recession of 2007. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Yeah. So, so less than half the amount of homes available for sale. Yeah. That has an incredible impact on the market. Um, Number four there, houses became too expensive to buy. This one's a little harder to grasp, but what I want you to think of is that, you know, there is a median income. The, the, the folks that have median incomes tend to buy median priced homes. Mm -hmm. In Louisville, that's about a $200,000 home, a little bit more. Right. Um, I can't speak to the income numbers, but in 2006, to buy the equivalent home, it would have taken 25% of that person's income, just, just, just above that. Okay. Today, it only takes 15.5% of that person's income to buy the same median priced home. And that means that houses are 10% more affordable today than they were then. Incredibly huh. important. And, and lastly, I think this one says a lot too, um, the buying behavior of you know, people here in the United States has been very different leading up to this event than it was leading to the Great Recession. You have $824 billion leveraged, pulled out for consumer spending of from, from, from appreciated equity, right? Maybe imaginary equity um, in those three years compared to $232 billion in the last three years. Those numbers are adjusted for inflation. Mm -hmm. um, it's easier to borrow more money now because home, homes are worth more. And still, we're roughly 20 to 25% of that threshold from back then. All of those numbers, those statistics, spoke to the, the cause of the Great Recession, which was housing. Right. Now we're looking at something much more typical, which is that housing is going to rescue, hopefully, the economy and help us, help us rebuild. That's wonderful. Yeah, it's because everyone was a little bit more um, priced too high, stretching money and, and you know, 125% loans and things like that. Yep. And that's why things crashed. Now, this has nothing to do with that. I was in the mortgage business then. So I yeah. remember of how that you, happened. So all this too well. All too well, right? Yes, it affects the economy, but it's it's a different driving factor that hopefully, you know, can rebound a little bit faster for us yeah. and not really see those effects, sure. the same effects. Well, you know, most, most people don't even, don't even realize that it, the deregulation of the mortgage market that led to the, to the last bubble bust was as a result of the dot-com crash 
and the recession that ensued there. So they loosened the credit market to recover from a recession and that the pendulum swung too far in the other direction, leading to all those foreclosures. I think we've learned our lesson. We're not going back there. Yeah, that's a rabbit hole for a whole different yeah. <laughs> discussion. So sure. tell me this. So um, obviously, you're one of our, our top producing realtors here in Greater Louisville. Um, that's you. why I reach out to you for advice and just to just to chat. So um, what tips and information would you give other top agents um, to give tips for them to give their clients um, sure. and work their business right now? Well, that, that's a great question. Um, you know, I, I, a gentleman that I follow quite a bit um, in, in our industry, you know, put something out last weekend that I saw that with respect to, you know, sh- what he called uh, shadow marketing or peekaboo marketing, I think is what he said. You know, the guy's, the guy's a pretty funny individual. Um, you know, the, the messaging of uh, the market's still great. You know, I know all the things that we just talked about, okay, mm-hmm. are, are messages for, you know, reaction to a crisis and where things are headed, but they don't deserve top line status in the email that you're going to send out to all your clients, right? right? Like you need to lead with empathy. You need to understand that this is a health crisis and people's health is more important. Um, I mean, you know, with, with the comparison to 9-11, we didn't go out and tell people that it was time to put a whole bunch of money in the stock market the next day because of, you know, the impact that it had. That would have been insensitive. This is the same, the same situation. You have to understand that people are worried for, the livelihood, for, for their livelihoods, totally respect and appreciate that, but they're more concerned about the health and well-being of their families. Yeah. So, so um, you know, I think that industry professionals because of the intensely personal nature of of the transaction that we that we curate i think that you have no choice but to be a leader within your community whether you realize it or not you're looked at that way absolutely you 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 are a connector you are you are you create a community around yourself because people refer their family and friends to you you work with them and you you you, you help them find the place where their where their family lays their head on the pillow at night. So because of that, offer offer your your support in other ways. Don't tell them that it's time to refinance necessarily. I mean, if they engage you in that conversation because rates are low after you've checked in on them to make sure they're doing okay and they don't need any toilet paper or you know whatever, what have you. Um, if you, if you drive the narrative with, with love and care and empathy, I think mm-hmm. that gives you the opportunity to be there for them when they need you for business. Absolutely. I'm telling all my agents to win hearts and minds, to, to be the person they think you are already. Right. And, and don't take a, don't take a, don't take a detrimental shift that could have a negative impact on your business. You know, in our industry, the unfortunate truth is, and I know your 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 publication is for top producers. Mm-hmm. Um, you focus on the top five hundred, right? right. Um, the top producers are not the people that are likely to be impacted most directly, indirectly, definitely in a potentially positive way. The ones that are struggling to stay afloat are the ones that are going to be severely impacted. The agents that you know, close less than, you know, seven, eight transactions per year that are one to two transactions away from having to go out and get a full-time job. Right. Okay. But what happens when 
when when that correction, that shift occurs, is there's more market share available for the top producer. Mm-hmm. Um, the people that are here, um, you know, in good and bad times, the people that have stood the test of time, um, the people that you know that that your your publication focuses on. So so understand that the public will need you. That that is another piece of advice. Um, make yourself visible. Make yourself visible. It's challenging too. Make yourself visible in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Don't talk about business unless you're invited to. That's that's my best piece of advice I can give. Yeah. No, I love that. I think that's great. Um, just being human, being yourself, and and that's what people buy into and trust. And and, and you know, being authentic is is super important right now. Um, I agree. What type of adjustments are you guys making for this social distancing that's now our our new normal? Yeah, it's um, okay. So that's a great question. So number one, we've closed our office to the public. Um, We are not, you know, I can't control my my agents are highly producing, highly active um, go getters. They they are out there and I'm not going to tell them they are not allowed to work. They're they're independent contractors. I couldn't if I wanted to, frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, I can make severe I can make serious recommendations, you know, which I am telling them to be safe. I'm telling them to be prepared. Clorox wipes, rubber gloves, six feet of distance, mask if you can get your hands on one if, and, and you feel it's appropriate. Um, you know, feel free to preview homes. We are taking advantage of every piece of you know, social distancing type of technology we can with yeah. FaceTime or video chat or G chat or Zoom. <laughs> Zoom, Zoom that we're that we're recording this call on right now for sure. Um, yeah, we're not doing in office meetings. We are we are doing everything that is on our regular training slate or schedule. We're doing it via Zoom. Um, there, there's. We're not, I've, I've encouraged them not to hold public open houses at the recommendation of NAR, right. but I'm not, I'm not stopping them. I'm guessing that most of them are not. Right. We held a few last weekend, but this coming weekend, I would expect there won't be any, mm-hmm. unless I have one that goes rogue. But in that event, you know, you're, you're looking at same deal, hand sanitizer, desanitizing doorknobs and light switches every, every time someone comes through keep your distance. If you don't feel comfortable, if you open a vacant house and stand on the front porch and let somebody walk through it, then that's totally fine. As long as it's vacant. Right. Um, all, all those things are incredibly important. Um, I've, I've been working from home mostly. I did go out a bit yesterday and check on a few, you know, vacant properties just to make sure everything was in order, mm-hmm. but this is our new normal, you know, yeah. and, and I'm hearing, you know, daycares eight weeks. I'm hearing schools maybe not for the end of the, for the rest of the school year. Um, NCAA just canceled. They were under suspension. Now all spring sports are canceled. Wow. Um, it's 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 going to be a while before we get to go back to normal. And even when they let us go back to normal, I think it's going to take some time for people to get comfortable again. Yeah. Um, and, and, and we just want to, we just want to respect that. We want to respect our agents, health, safety, and well-being, that of their families and, and that of, that of our clients as well. But mm-hmm. you know, the show has to go on at least to some extent. Right. We can't just stop our lives and, uh, to a certain degree, you know, we, we're, but this, um, For the sure. technology that we have nowadays is, is amazing. And so 
you know, I'm thankful that we're able to do these things and, you know, just think outside. I'm working, I'm working on noodling on, I don't know if it's going to be a blog post or a, a podcast episode or some piece of media of things that should change permanently. Yeah. And that, that have a chance to, as a result of COVID-19. Yeah. Um, I really think, you know, we, we've arranged for our commissions coming from closings to be paid via wire and documents transmitted electronically. I don't know why we've never done that in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no reason to walk away from a closing table with a paper check. It just makes, makes too much sense for, for money to be, I mean, it just makes too much sense. Why are we not, you know, it's the same reason these dogmas that we've prescribed to as an industry for so long and, People fought electronic signatures, but look at what that has created, what opportunities. Right. Um, I, I'm anxious to see what happens on the other side. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much. This kind of brings light to my day. Um, we know that the sky's not falling, so um, it's it's really some great news in some otherwise not so and you know certain times. So I appreciate your time. No, absolutely. I appreciate you having me. And there is positivity out there. You just got to look for it. It's really easy to find the negative stuff. The positive stuff is there. You just got to look. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. You and your team bring that positivity all the time. And with Real Producers, we try to do the same. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And we will see you soon. Thanks, Jay. Thank you.